Okay, Boker Tov, everybody. So we're continuing with the 19th parakel. We're talking about the parts of Chasidut, and specifically Kavod, showing honor to Hashem. So we began yesterday, and we'll go back and we'll read it again, the section about showing honor to Hashem regarding Shabbat and Yamim Tovim and holidays. So Ramachal says, V'nei b'chalal yesh kibud ha-shabbatot v'yamim tovim. There's a mitzvah to show honor to the special days, the days that Hashem sets aside as special days. That's Shabbat and Yom Tov. Shekol hamarbeh lechabedam. Whoever increases does more to honor them. Vaday oseh nachaz ruach liyotro. Certainly he's bringing much satisfaction. HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shikhen tzivanu. Hashem commands us through the Navi. Vechibato. The Pasuk says, talking about Shabbat, that vechibato, you should honor the day. We say, im tashiv mishabat raglacha asor chafatzecha biyom kochi. We honor the Shabbat by doing certain things and not doing certain things. We discussed yesterday a little bit about preparing, preparing for Shabbat, making sure the table is set, making sure the beds are made, making sure the candles are lit. All those things are to honor Shabbat. It's a special day. So once it's become very clear to us, very true, and very clear to us that honoring the day of Shabbat is a mitzvah. So there are many different types of ways we can honor the day, honor Shabbat. What's the general rule? What's the overarching principle that includes all the other cases? Any act that we can do that you can see from this act or we can show from this act the importance of the day, the importance of Shabbat, Tzrichim Anu La'asoto, we have to do it. As, as I've mentioned many times so far in this parak, all these things are not because Hashem needs our kavod, not because Hashem needs our honor, but they are for us to become more aware and more cognizant of the importance of the day and the importance of our relationship with Hashem. Alken hachamim harishonim oskim shabbat ish ish lefidarko. So therefore the chachamim harishonim, the original chachamim, they were osek, they were very involved themselves in the hachanot of Shabbat, each one according to his way. So even though the rabbis were very important people and they had many, many important things to be doing, they were studying Torah, they, and many of them will see some of these rabbis were wealthy, they had servants, but nevertheless they went out of their way to be involved personally, personally, in showing honor to Shabbat by preparing for Shabbat. And the Gemara is a phrase that it discusses in this context called Mitzvah Bo Yoter Mi Bishlucho. It's more of a mitzvah for him to do it himself than to appoint a messenger to do it. So a certain mitzvah, certain mitzvot, it's more of a mitzvah for a person to do it himself than to have somebody else do it on their behalf. So when it came to preparing for Shabbat, these chachamim, each one according to whatever way he used to normally prepare for Shabbat, each one would do it in his own way. So the Gemara gives examples. Rabbi Abahu, Haviyativ Atachtaka Deshina. So Rabbi, so Rabbi Abahu was sitting on this fancy ivory chair he was blowing the fire to prepare the fire, whatever fire they needed for Shabbat, whether it was for cooking or for other things. So he was doing it himself, even though he was sitting on an ivory chair, very expensive, very fancy, but he was doing it himself to prepare for Shabbat. Rav Safra Mecharech Resha. Rav Safra, after they would uh, shecht, slaughter an animal to honor Shabbat, for meat for Shabbat, so he would singe the hairs of the animal. It doesn't seem like a very... Uh, uh, high job, a very important job, but Rav Safra himself wanted to do it to make sure to show proper honor to Shabbat by preparing the food himself. 
Rava Melach Shibuta. Rava would salt the fish. There's a certain fish called Shibuta. He would salt the fish for Shabbat. Rafuna Madlik Shraga. He would light the, the, the fires, whatever fires, candles that they needed around the house. So he would do that himself. Rav Papa Gadel Padilta. Gadel Padilta. Rav Papa would, would uh, braid or twine the uh, wicks that were used for lighting the candles for Shabbat. So this may probably be the source, but there's a inyan, there's a, uh, a suggestion, an idea, that even though the mitzvah of Halakat Nero is primarily the wife's mitzvah, but the husband should find some way to get involved in the mitzvah as well by setting up the candles, etc. So here, the Gemara quotes, is probably based on this Gemara there, Papa used to, used to um, twine the wicks for setting up the candles for Shabbat. I'm not sure if this is for Nero Shabbat or other Nero, but it certainly could have been for Nero Shabbat for the, the Nero that his wife was going to light. Rav Chista Parim Silka. Rav Chista would dice, or he would, he would very finely cut the beets. Rav Rav Yosef Mitzal Chutzivei. Rav Rav Yosef, they would cut very small pieces of, of wood, wood chips, in order to have for the fire that they were going to need for Shabbat, to, to light before Shabbat. Rabbi Zera he would also do something, maybe cutting the small pieces of wood, like very small, thin pieces of wood. He would do something for that also to prepare for Shabbat. Rav Nachman, What did Rav Nachman do? He would carry heavy things. He would carry different clothing that they needed and food and other uh, preparations that they needed for Shabbat. So he would carry carrying things into the house, carrying things out of the house. You can all imagine that somebody's preparing for a great guest so he could see, there's, you know, there's a big party. You see, like, in, in uh, demonstrations, shows, whatever, when they have, there's a big party happening. So you see, or you go to a catering hall before a big party's happening. All these people are running back and forth, carrying the food and the setup and the stage and all these different things. So it's the same thing here. He's mechatev, ayam mechatev, and afak. There's a big thing happening. Shabbat's about to come. So he's carrying things on his shoulders, going in and out. Amar ilu mikalinli Rabbi Ame Rabbi Ase Mulo Machtefina Kamayu. So if Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi were, were here in front of me or they were coming to me uh, for Shabbat, would I not do this to prepare for them? So all the more so for Shabbat. So look at this, this comparison that Rav Nachman makes, which you can learn something important from. He was thinking. He wants to think about how could he properly honor Shabbat. So he did something fantastic. He imagines in his head, what would I be doing if I had a very important guest that was coming? Whatever, for any day, any time of the year, any, any night. I had a very important guest who was coming. So what would I be doing to make prepare for that guest? So whatever that, So whatever he would, he would be doing for that important guest, he would make sure he would do for Shabbat also. I told my students a couple weeks ago, imagine you had the queen coming. The queen was coming to stay at your house. So imagine how careful we would be to make sure the house was clean before, everything was organized, the table was set, everything was perfect, we were all dressed and ready for the queen to come. So I told my students, every week, every week the queen comes, the queen comes, Shabbat Malkata, Shabbat is the queen. So imagine how much more careful we have to be to make sure that our houses properly arranged for Shabbat to come. We're properly, we're dressed, we're not all uptight and anxious and because we're so rushed to get ready for Shabbat, but we, as, as much as we can, we are relaxed and ready because preparing for Shabbat is a big deal because it's showing honor to such a special day and, showing, and ultimately showing honor to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kol Tov.